Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halochas, Yoradeya Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Malamdim, Halacha Gimel. We're in middle of paragraph Dalit. In my version, it's a subparagraph. V'zehu shenem ha'ashom b'posek zeh, rak hishomar l'cho u'shmor nafshechomoi. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas. Yen tefrad l'bas Rabbi Shuaye, harinim kaporas mishkova and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Tzvi Sholem Ben Rita Beverly, Ruven Mordechai Ben Chana, Dvoi Regila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, David Lei Ben Shena, Shlomen Issen Ben Mazal, Avram David ben Chana, Sorigitl bas Chanariva, Miriam Esther bas Sorigitl, Chaim Arye ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Adasa, Gitganendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chaya Liza, Aviv Eilano bas Yisbehendel, Sarocha bas Yisbehendel, Yehudis Ruchama bas Chavarus, Betzalel Yechiel Michel ben Chiyachava, Gila bas Brocha, David ben Behiya Shendel bas Leah, Behiya Basi bas Shendel, Nosan Nachman ben Shendel, Yisroel ben Chanaleah, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleah, Eliana Golda bas Chanafega, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Besorich Sharachoy Yisroel. We're continuing again. This halacha is based on chapter 54 in Likud Yemran. And Rav Nosan has been focusing on the, the importance of a, a father teaching a son and a grandson, that chain. Based on what we've been learning here now, we'll be able to understand why where the Torah speaks about a father teaching his son and grandson, <coughs> it says there, Rak hi shomar lecho u'shmoer be careful, take very serious care of your soul so that you shouldn't forget what you saw and so that you should never remove from your heart all the positive feelings and the emun en Hashem. And pass it on to your children and grandchildren. Ki Iker, in this in this pasuk, Rav Nosson is going to show how all the major elements in that chapter in Likut Yemran come together. Ki Iker ha'hoido levnoi uleben benoi who rak bishvil lishmor es hazikoroin heitev laval yishkach. The main reason why Hashem tells us to do this, that the father should teach the son and the grandson Torah, is so that we'll, we'll guard this zikoroin, that we will not forget, no one will forget about Hashem, no one will forget our mission in this world, which is to get to the next world. As it says right before that, so that you won't forget what you saw with your eyes. Two important points being made here. Don't forget, meaning zikoroin dikdusha, number one, and number two, Rabbi Nezal had said there on Likut Imran that one of the things that could harm your zikor and Nikdusha is ra'ayin. So note here, the Pesach puts it together. Pentishka chesadvorim asherohu einecha. Rabbi Nezal says asherohu einecha daika. Look at the wording here. It says the things that you... It could have said you, you're going to forget what you learned. Mashalamadita. It doesn't say that. It says pentishka chesadvorim asherohu einecha daika. The Torah is warning us here not to fall into shikha, not to forget what our mission in life is, what our purpose is. Which is, goes together with damage for the eyes. Remember we said, The Pesach says when it speaks about film, that the zikoroin and the eyes are connected. 
Because we know it's possible for a person even to forget things that they saw with their own eyes. This happens, I have this very often that I'll be talking to someone. Yesterday, I remember, somebody telling me about something that happened where it was so obvious that this was Hashkocha Prati. <clears throat> so I said to the person, you saw Hashem. You actually saw Hashem. That's called seeing Hashem. When something goes completely against nature and, and it's clearly the workings of Hashem. The Chiddush is that that can happen to us and a week later, a month later, we could forget about it completely. I mentioned in the past, I have a friend in the Syrian community that keeps a small notebook in his pocket, pocket size, to be able to write down the miracles that happened to him in his life. Why do you have to write it? If it's a miracle, you're going to forget? The answer is yes. That's what the Satan, the Satan is so powerful in getting us to be able to forget what we should remember and remember what we should forget. And this is why the Torah warns us to be careful about this and to be careful not to forget, which is synonymous with Misas Halev, as Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutim Aram. Look how the Pasuk includes all the elements that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there on the Kutim Aram. Each one is mentioned clearly in this Pasuk, this Royal Lev, not to fall into this Misas Halev, but rather, Rak but rather to really try very hard to remember. To remember what? To plug in my, my brain, my thoughts, to the future world, so that I don't get distracted by things going on down here. And Rabbi Nezal says there in the Kutuman that a person who has this zikoroin will be zoichet to ben zochor. Labain v'laben aben, to a son and a grandson. Bechinas v'hoidatam levonecho v'levnei vonecho. When people learn Likut Imran, and in Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal starts at Torah and he says, you have to work on A. And A lead, and how do you get to A? You need B. And how do you get to B? You need C. How do you not? Very often, Rabbi Nezal in Likut Yalachas will show us a place in the Torah where you see all of these things which you would never imagine are connected, like the connections aren't so obvious. But in Likut Imran there, Rabbi Nezal showed all the connections. Rabbi Nezal didn't bring that Pasuk. Rabbi Nezal, in his study of Torah, came across, was in, investigating a topic, and said, wow, this matches up perfectly with what I learned in Likut Imran, what I saw in Likut Imran. And this is an example of it. One after another, these points, and all appearing perfectly in this Pasuk in perfect order. And this is again why the Gemara says in Baba Metziya, that when you have three generations in a row of people who study Torah well, the Torah will not leave that family forever. That'll lock it in completely. Shenema lo yomushu mipicha umipizaracha umipizerazaracha Adoilam, Adoilam, forever. Kikishuhu Talmud Chacham, Ubnoyu Ben Benoy Talmud Chacham, Zehu Iker Kium Hatoira, Shehu Bechin Azikorin, because as we learned before, when you have these three generations in a row, that's Zikorin Digdusha, and that's and 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 that's the real Kium Hatoira, Ki Iker Bir Hazikorin. Because as we showed in the previous two shiurim, the main way that a person is able to lock in this zikoroin is when they're sharing the Torah with the ben and the ben-a-ben. And since this father now has achieved shleimus hazikoroin, the Torah will never be forgotten from his descendants forever. Because he has already achieved this Shleimus of Zikoroim. Rabbi Nezal had explained, had explained earlier that you need to address two issues. You need to address the Koyach HaMedameh and the Misas Halev. 
these two klipois, the Ra Gomur and the Toivo Ra together. And he had shown how by teaching one's son and grandson, they're addressing both of these issues. This will also fit in beautifully with what Toysus points out on that statement in the Gemara. That this is on condition that the grandfather and his son and grandson have seen each other. Because Rabbein Azal shows there in the Kutim Ram that in order to achieve this Zikor and Dikdusha, it requires perfection of the eyes. And therefore the Gemara says, when a person is to see with his eyes that he and his son and grandson are Talmud Chachamim, that represents perfection of this zikaroin. Then that family will be saved from shikha. And the Torah will never leave that family forever. Now, in the next paragraph, Rav Nosson is going to address something that appears in many Sidurim. After Shachris, you have the Chomesh Zechirois, that there are five mitzvahs assay in the Torah, where the, it begins with the word Zohar, remember, remember. And there are people who recite that every single day, the Chomesh Zechirois. This is one of several places in the Kutelochus where Abnosazal takes those five and shows us how they match up perfectly with a chapter in Likutei Moran, with, with five major items that are pointed out in this chapter in Likutei Moran. All of these are examples of remembering something important, remembering something of holiness. What it's really about is connecting yourself to the future world, remembering where you came from, that all of our neshamas originated from the Kisya Kovli, and that's where we're headed, that's where we want to go, we want to get back up there. Because as we mentioned earlier, one of the major items that Rabbi Nezal speaks about there in Likud Imran, he says that the way that a person falls into Medame is by speaking Loshon Hara. There's a pasuk, Moitzi Diba Huksil. A person who talks what they shouldn't talk is a fool. And we know ksil is medame. There's seichel, true intellect, and medame is a much lower level intellect. Where a person, like we say about animals, that I, I remember growing up as a kid, they spoke about Pavlov's theory, that if an animal, a cow, if it knows that, that when you're feeding it, you ring a certain bell, you'll do that a few times in a row, and the moment you'll ring the bell, the cow will go over to the trough to eat. It knows to, asso- to make that association. That's a low-level intellect. That's a basic, that's called medame. Another term for that is medame. And Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutimran that one of the ways that a human being falls into the medame is by speaking Loshon Hara. So that's one of the five Zechiris. Next, U Zechiras Maisa Molek. Remember what Amolek did. Zebechinas Hachnoas Hora'ayim. That relates to what Rabbi Nezal speaks about in the Kutimran, about defeating the negative eye, that ra'ayin. Ki ikr milchamtoi hoyorak machmas she'enoi hoyoroh begdulas Yisroel. Because as the Gemara tells us and all the Swarm tell us, that when the Goyim attack us, when they do battle against us, the main reason is because they're looking with a negative eye at us. They're jealous of us or hateful, resented, this ra'ayin. As it says clearly in Chomish Bamidbor, Vayiru Kolho Edo Kigova Aharoin, the entire Jewish community saw that Aharoin Hakoin had passed away, Vidosh Rabbi Senazal, and the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Al Tikri Vayiru Elo Vayerau, 
don't read the, the word they saw, but they were seen. They were able to be seen now. They were taken, the protective covering was taken off. Kinestalku anane kovoi. Because those clouds that followed the Jews throughout the time in the Midbar, when Aaron Akoyim passed away, those clouds went away. <clears throat> and through this, and as a result of this, the entire Jewish community was exposed. Exposed to the vision the Goyim were able to see us. There's a pasuk, Ki be'onon nira ala kapoiris. Or ki be'onon nira alechem. Hashem says, I will be seen to, I'll be seen by you in a cloud. And it's brought that the, the word nira is the letters aharoin. Ki be'onon nira alechem. Showing that the anani akovoit were bischus aron akoyin. Vo'oz bo'amolek. And the Torah tells us that's when Amalek came to attack the Jews. As it says there, Vayishma haknani melech arod shehu Amalek. It says that the Knani melech arod heard that Aaron Akoyin had passed away and they came to attack the Jews. And Rashi says there that was Amalek. Ki betchilo hoyu huanani kovoid mechasin v'choifen aleim. Because while Aaron Akoyin was alive, these special clouds covered up and protected us. The choitzitzin b'fnei enoi hora, and they served as a barrier to block us from that ra ayin of Amolek. V'loi hoyol Amolek shum shlito aleim alidei ayin ra shaloi, and Amolek did not have any power over us through his ra ayin. Rak acharkach shenistalku anane akovoi. It was only afterwards when those clouds left. <coughs> That's when Amalek wanted to rule over us, to attack us through his ra'ayin. As Rashi says. And this is why over there in Parsha Zohar it says, That first Amalek attacked the weaker ones who were straddling in the back. And Rashi HaKadosh points out there, it means those people who were rejected by these clouds. They weren't allowed to come in under the cover of these clouds. And therefore, they didn't have that protection from this Ra'ayin of Amalek. So again, note, the Pasuk didn't have to say Vayiru. Why is the Pasuk pointed out over there? Every word in the Torah is teaching us important advice and messages. The message is here that the whole issue here is the eyes. The eyes. There's toivayin, like we learned yesterday, and there's ra'ayin. And according to where the eyes are, that will define the zikor and the kdusha. <clears throat> the Pasuk says, Amolek came, and he attacked the Jewish people in a place called Rifidim. Vidosh Rabbi Senazal, Berifyoin Yodayim. The Gemara says, the Mechilta says, that he attacked them when they, there was weakness of their hands. They were weak, they were tired. Zebechinas Chalishus Hayodayim, Sha'al Yodom Machniin Hamedame. This refers to a weakness in the hands. And it's the hands that Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutimran that can help defeat the Medame. There's that Pasuk, Ubiyad Hanavim Adame. And in that chapter in the Kutimran, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the hands that are used to play musical instruments, that that's one of the powerful forces that defeats the Medame. Vo'oz Nichna Gam Enoi Hora. And when the Yodayim are strong, then this Ra Ayin of Amolik is weakened. Because the Ra'ayin <coughs> has power when the Koyach HaMedame is, is, is working, which it means that there's a, a Pegam in the eyes. And Rabbi Nezal shows there on the Kutimran that if you want to defeat the Medame, if you want to subdue the Medame, you need the power of the Yad. <coughs> and the Ra'ayin is defeated. And this explains why the Torah points out that Amolik was able to attack us 
when our hands were weak. Otherwise, why is the Torah using this terminology at all? Vesehu, and this also explains, how did Moshe Rabbeinu do battle against the Molech? The Pesach says, whenever Moshe Rabbeinu would lift up his hands, the Amalekim would, would, the Jews would overpower the Amalekim. Rav Nussan says, look at the wording. Yodoi. Why doesn't it just say, Why does it have to get so pictorial, his hands? Yodoi daiko. Because as Rabbi Nezal explains over the Enlikud Imran, when the Yad is working properly, the Yad is able to defeat, to extract the good from the Medame and to defeat the negative from the Medame. And when the Medame has been taken care of, then the Ra'ayin has a Mapolo. Ki iker yenikas horayin shehu ra gomur hu derech hamedame shemoerev toivora. This is a very important rule that we've had many times. <coughs> that ra, real evil, cannot get close to holiness. It needs an intermediary. It needs a bridge. It needs something where there's good and bad. That the complete evil, the ra gomur, can get to the toivora. <coughs> And the, through the Toivara, <coughs> be a springboard at getting at the Kedusha. Shehu Bechinas Eitz Hadas Toivara. That's what the Eitz Hadas was all about, which was this combination of good and bad. Bechinas Noiga, like this, this klipa that's called Noiga, which is twilight. It's good and bad. Kayadua, as is known throughout all these Sifrei Kabbalah, Sifrei Hasidus. And when we're to perfect the Yad, and Rabbi Nezal shows the Yad that the Yad represents Simcha, to defeat the, the negative aspect of the Medameh, and to extract and elevate the good that was in the Medameh, to integrate it into holiness, that brings about a complete downfall to the klipois that represent totally evil. Like the example of the downfall of Amolek, he is this negative eye. How? Through Moshe Rabbeinu lifting up his hands, and we know that Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to in the Gemara as the rabbi of all the prophets. He was to a clear, clear view and vision of Hashem Kav Yochel. This is all fitting perfectly with what Rabbeinu Zal explains there, that we're able to defeat the Medame through the Yad, Beyad Hanevim Adame, Emes. And that prepares the Tzaddik to be Zoycha to real, true, accurate prophecy. Bechinas, Kasher Diber Hashem, Beyad Moshe. As Hashem spoke to the hands of Moshe Rabbeinu, you speak to someone's hands, what, is, what does Yad have to do with anything? Based on this chapter on the Kutimran, it fits perfectly that the Yad represents Simcha here. <coughs> the ten fingers of the hands representing Alei Osor, Valei Novel, Alei Higoyin Bechinor, Kisimachtani Hashem Befo'alecha. The ten types of song, the Simcha. Beyad Daika. Rabbi Nosanzal says, look at the wording in the Pasuk, the Yad. Kimavur Kolze Bemaimar Hanal. As Rabbi Nezal elaborates on all of this over there in chapter 54 in the Kutimran. Any questions, please? I don't see the chat at all. The chat is not, is not here. We'll see in a moment a question about the five Zechiras. Some of the Sidurim have six. We'll see what's missing as we go along.
question, why is the hand simcha, beyond the fact that it's used to clap? I mentioned just before, I quoted the Pasuk, Alei Osor, Valei Novel, that simcha is comprised of ten types of song. And the ten fingers represent this ten types of song. In the story of the seven betlers that Rabbeinazal told in Sipurim Isis, the thirteenth story, the final story, the sixth betler is the betler without hands, and he's the one who has this power of simcha, the power of negina, which is the power of simcha, which can cure the princess from all the ten types of poison that were shot into her, the ten poisonous arrows. Now we could understand one of the other Zechirois, which is, remember that Hashem took you out of Egypt. Because Rabbi Nezal shows over there in chapter 54 that Paroi and Mitzrayim represent this Koya Hamedame. Rabbi Nezal there proves this from the Psukim, the Yoir, the Nile River, etc. Clear things. Since the Jews left Egypt and they went out of the control of Paroi, and they defeated the Medame, they brought about the downfall of Paroi Mitzrayim, and they took the bones of Yosef Tzadik with them. And we learned in the previous year that Yosef HaTzadik, who is the, strong, the symbol of Tikkun Abris, is the thing that's able to really bring about the downfall of the Medameh. And then Amolek came, who is Ra'ayin, and he attacked us. And we succeeded in defeating Amolek also. After defeating Pari Mitzrayim, which is Medame, after defeating Amolik, which is Ra'ayin, we were zechut to receive the Torah, Shehu Bechinas Zikorin. The Torah is the book of Zikorin, of, of how to remember Hashem. Bechinas La'ad Bekomach Shafta Balmadosi. Kize Iker Nesinas HaToyrah VaHamitzvahis because this is one of the main reasons why Hashem gave us the Torah and all the mitzvahs, so that we'll be zorched to the eternal world, to the world of the future. And now we want to understand why another one of the Zechirois is remembering that we stood at Har Sinai. Remember that day when you stood before Hashem by Har Sinai. And note the Pasuk there again uses this wording. Don't forget what you saw with your eyes. That Tikkun of the Enayim to be and And finally now, because Shabbos is a taste of the future world. Which is what this Zikoran is really all about. Remembering that everything in this world is transient, temporary. I'm working towards a goal, I'm working towards eternity. How am I working? Every mitzvah that I do, every part of my body, I look at, I look at Kedusha, I don't look at what I'm not supposed to look at. I listen, I'm hearing what I'm supposed to. I don't listen to what I'm not supposed to. Every facet of my life that's mitzvah is, is part of this zikor and nikdusha. So how many do we have? One, two, three, four, five. Which one is missing? Someone could point out in the sitter. And now we understand The Sefer Reishis Chochma and other Sfarim write about this that when a person comes before the heavenly court the person could be so terrorized that they forget their name they even forget their name 
Because the name of a person is the way that the person is remembered. As we have a posseg that says, The soul desires an, its name and its remembrance. Because the way that a person is remembered after the person passes away is by their name. This person had a good name. They're remembered by their name. I, I remember recently hearing that in Chicago, one of the founding philanthropists in Chicago, I believe his name was Rosenwasser, a, a person who had a tremendous uh, share in building up Yiddishkeit in Chicago and donating up, person passes away, everybody knows you mention this name, this name is associated with tzedakah, with mitzvahs, that kind of thing. Because what remains of a person after the person passes away is their name, which is the spiritual life of the person, the spiritual battery of the person. Nefesh chayo hu shemoi. As the Pasuk says, the soul, the life of a living being, is its name. When a person gets sick, they add a name, they change the name. Ashkocha, somebody mentioned to me this morning, right after davening, about a young man, maybe 20 years old, who was a Gera Chassid, comes from a Gera family, became a Kur of Tabreslev and was a ball of fire. He would daven Shachris in our shul here and he had to hold him down. He was, wanted to scream to Hashem. And, and they said they discovered a, ta- a tumor by him. So Hashkoch, were mentioning this, and they mentioned his name is Chaim Yitzchak ben Chanarifka. It's very possible that they added the name Chaim as they do sometimes. The learning the Torah should be a refuah for him. B'sor shachol Yisrael, ki Hashem hu hanefesh v'hachiu shel hadam, because the name is the soul and the life force of a person. V'hu ikar ha'ashorah v'zikon shalom lacham oisay, and that's really what remains from a person and how the person is remembered after they pass away. Bechinas. So that his name will not be erased from the Jewish nation. There it speaks about the mitzvah of Yibum, that if a person passes away without having had any children, there's a mitzvah for his brother to marry the widow and, and have a child and name that child after the brother passed away so that his name will remain, his name will not be erased from the Jewish nation. Ki Hashem hu because the name is the way that a thing is remembered. Bechinas, ze shmi, ze zichri, the Pasuk says. This is my name and this is how I'm to be remembered. V'amolek, shepokam bezikoroin, alidei enoi hora, and Amolek, who damaged this zikoroin through his ra'ayin, shehoyo meskane b'Yisroel. Because Amalek was jealous and angry and resentful of the Jewish people because we guard this Zikoran. We do remember what our mission is in this world. And we do attach our thoughts to the future world. And we focus all of our efforts and all of our work and all of our yearnings and desire, Rak Almadasi is focusing only on that future, on Olam Habo, Bohem. And Amalek was jealous of us about this, and wanted to fight, fight us. And to try to weaken this zikorin digdusha, that's why Hashem commanded us to remember the whole incident with Amolek. Alkei nemar ba'Amolek, and that's why the pasuk in Tehillim says about Amolek, Shmom mochisa lo'ilam voed. Their name you erased eternally. Kalidei shepogam bezikorin digdusha. Because as a result of Amalek attacking this Zikorin Digdusha, remember Parsha Zachar, his name and his remembrance will be erased eternally. 
And that's why we find in Parshas B'Shalach at the end that Hashem swears Hashem says, my name will not be complete until Amalek is wiped out completely. It says there, It doesn't use Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, it uses half of it. Because so long as any remembrance of Amalek is not wiped out completely, it's as if Hashem's name is not complete. Because Rav Nosanzal proved from several psukim that the name is the remembrance. And the name and the zikoron are only b'shlemus by wiping out Amolek, shehu pegam hazikorim. V'alken, therefore, chorosho, an evil person, sheholach b'chayov achar taiva soylem hazeh, who spent his whole life chasing materialistic pleasures. V'loy shomar as hazikorim boylem hazeh, l'ad b'kom ashatam d'osi, and the person wasn't careful to remember the future world. Remember what my mission is here. Alkain on The punishment for that person is exactly it matches the crime. You didn't remember Hashem. You didn't remember Olam Haba. You are not going to remember your name after you pass away. That's really showing that the person's zikoron is damaged. The zikoron, which is the name. But a person who is yes, to remember what they were supposed to. And even while the person was living in this world, they always thought about the future, the end. And the person was always connecting to there, to the future world. Number one, that person's name and that person's remembrance will remain for generations. His children and grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren will remember him. And that person will definitely, yes, remember their name when they come before the heavenly court. Because this person was to remember during their lifetime, to remember what a Jew needs to remember. Because we, as we said before, the name is the remembrance. As it says there by Amalek, Hashem says, this is my name and this is the way I want to be remembered forever. Baruch Hashem. Once again, the more familiar you are with the chapter on the Quick Imran, the more this, this wows you, because you, you, Rav Nosan Zal is showing you how the stories in the Torah match up perfectly with the program that Rav Nosan presents in Likut Imran. Ah, the only thing Rav Nosan Zal left out here was the making of the golden calf. Oh, exactly. How you angered Hashem in the Midbar. I don't know why. Could be that there are different versions. Could be, again, in, in the Siddur that Rav Nosanzal used at that time, could be it had these Chomej Zechirois. This one about the Egel is not, is not included. Thinking... Don't know. Any other questions? What's the reason that you should want to have your name remembered and you should remember your name in the next world? And even this world, why would you, why would you want to have oh. your name? Uh, the answer is that this is for a question. Why would a person want their name to be remembered in this world and in the next world? Lahavdil. 
The Gemara says you can tell how things work in heaven sometimes by how things work here. Malchuse da'ara ke'en malchuse da'rikia. Just like on earth, when a criminal comes before court, name and rank. What's your name and what's your serial number? What's your name? That's the first question they ask a person. The police, anything like that? In Shamayim also, the first thing they ask a person is your name. Because why? Because the, again, the Sifrei calls them. The name is the person. The name is the nefesh. Nefesh chayahu shmoi. A name is very, very, very significant. It's not stam. It, it defines the life of a person. Rabbi Nizal, we were in Sfas recently, Lag Boimer. We were up in Miron in Sfas, and we went to visit one of the kvorim in the old cemetery in Sfas is Reb Shimenzal, the student, the close student of Rabbi Nizal, the one who met him at his wedding and so, and Rabbi Nezal said about Reb Shimon that the word Shimon is avoin mosh, removed from sin, completely removed from sin. The name has a lot to do with the life of a person. And we, we, when we invite a person to the Torah, we call the person by their name. You know, a lot of different... At a bris, at a bris is when a kriya Hashem is a very... Rabbi Nezal speaks about it maybe 10, 15 places in Likut The significance of calling the name, that item. So the name is a very, very meaningful thing. Now, in, in the world also, and in, in English language, we talk, he has a good name, he has a bad name. What, what, what is that? The name George is a bad name, you know, the, and the answer is, the name means reputation. And the term reputation means everything about that person. That this person has a bad name, it means that people know that this person is no good. And that no good is, could be a very broad kind of term, all related to the name. This is, and again, we find that the way that we relate to Hashem is only through His names. We have no other way of referring to Hashem other than His names. This is a topic that comes up often in Likut HaLochus. And that's, uh, the Gemara says, Zecher, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, there's a Pasuk. Zecher, remembering a tzaddik is a blessing. And again, Zecher means mentioning his name, mentioning the name of a tzaddik. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir Balanes' yard site was Pesach Sheni. Rabbi Meir, the Gemara tells an incredible story that the daughter of Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyon was taken captive by the Goyim. They threw her into prison. And in prison there, like in prisons today, men and women together, and there's all kinds of horrific ugliness very often the crimes that people do out of jail don't compare in any way to the crimes that are committed in jail with drugs and, and, and murder and, and worse, all kinds of terrible things. <clears throat> so now, the, so, uh, uh, I, I, I forget whether it's Rabbi Hanina, someone asked Reb Meir, can you, rest, can, can you go and rescue her? He said, yes, on condition. If she has maintained her purity, I'll be able to get her out of there. If not... And he went and he tested her to see if she would commit any kind. He saw that she was pure. He said, okay, here we go. He went over to the prison guards and said, he brought a sack of money and he said, here's $10,000, $5,000 you keep, $5,000 you use to bribe whoever's on top of you to get permission to get her out of here. They said, well, who cares? Ten, ten, ten. But said, nothing. They'll kill us if, if, if she is gay. If she's out, I'll be killed. He said, no, no, no problem. I'm going to give you a protection. You'll say these three words. Eloko de Meir Anono. The Hashem of Rabbi Meir, save me. Answer my prayer. What kind of baloney is that? What kind of baloney? Watch. He picked up a clot of earth, and there were a pack of wild dogs not far from there. He threw this clot of dirt at these wild dogs. They saw where it came from. They came charging at Rabbi Meir. He looked at them and said, Eloko de Meir Anona. They slammed on the brakes, they put it in reverse, and they left. So the guards saw that this really works. Here again, not Hashem saved me, the Hashem of Rabbi Meir saved me. You know? And this is a known item in the Gemara. Here again, that the name is a very, very, very important, powerful thing. Rabbein Azal taught us about Shemoy Satsadikim. Rabbein Azal said that this is a nuclear weapon. You know, as we know that many things are packed. Tehillim is very powerful. Hispoidus is very powerful. Shemoy Satsadikim is another type of weapon 
a nuclear weapon that when a person needs a shinui teva, when a person really wants to overturn nature, to change nature, Rabbein Azal said, Shema Satsadikim, saying the names of these Sadikim. There are people who hear this, non-Breslavas, and say, Breslava Mishigasin. <coughs> it's simply because they don't learn Chumish, and they don't learn Gemara, so they don't know. They don't know the significance of the name. But Rabbein Azal and Rabbein Azal did learn Chumish, and did learn Gemara, and if you look carefully and honestly in the Chumash and the Gemara, you see that, no, 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 this isn't Breslav and Mishigaz. This is, wow, wow, Rabbi Nachman got it. Rabbi Nassau understood this and he understood that this is an incredible weapon that Klal Yisrael is going to need now during these last rounds with the Eight Sahara before Mashiach comes when we're going to have the worst battles against, this is one of our secret weapons. My Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman, many times, when a person had something, a serious crisis or something like that, he would give them Shema Setzadikim, and he would say, recite one page and the tefillah afterwards. Rav Nosenzal wrote a short tefillah after Shema Setzadikim, which is fabulous, where he, in the tefillah he expresses the significance of mentioning the name of Tzadikim and how this should help me in all the different important areas of my life. So this issue of a name is, is very, very big. Any other questions, please? Okay, we'll start the next halacha. Hilcha is malamdin, the Hilcha is Talmud Torah, halacha dalin. Chayavodam lilmoy Torah, every single Jew is required to learn Torah, the Chulu, etc., etc. Chayav kolodam lalameid livnoi leben benoi, and each and every single man is required to teach his son and grandson. Not only is a person required to teach their own son and grandson, but rather every single person is required to teach students, to teach anyone who's willing to listen to you, whether it's your wife, your neighbor, whoever it is. However, in terms of priorities, <coughs> a son comes before a grandson, and a person's own grandson comes before someone else's son. This halacha will be based on chapter 34 in Likutim Ran, which is one of the famous chapters where Abenazal <coughs> speaks about the connection to the tzaddik, and he speaks about three important connections to succeed in life and in Yiddishkeit. Connecting to Hashem directly, like his spoiledus, connection to the tzaddik, and connection to one's friends, the Nekudas Chaver. Ayin Shom Kol Study that entire chapter on the Kutumran well to get a solid foundation for this halacha. Vaklal to summarize what Rabbi Nezal says there, Shetzrichin lekabel oir hanekuda mehatzadik shehu bechinas melupum. Rabbi Nezal there explains, quoting the Zohar Kodesh, the different letters and vowels in the alphabet have tremendous significance. The Tikkuni Zohar goes through every single letter and every single vowel and musical note, explaining what it is. The melupum is above with a dot inside of it, the oo sound, which there's two versions of that. There's three dots under a letter on, in a diagonal, which is called kubutz, <coughs> and then there's the vav with a dot inside of it, which is sometimes called shuruk, or sometimes called malupum, malupum. <coughs> Rabbein the Zohar Kodesh says, I believe, that the word malupum is mole pum, mouth full, his mouth is full with Hashem. So Rabbein says there that each and every Jew is required to draw the light, a certain light, from the tzaddik who is malupum. The tzaddik is full, his mouth is full of Hashem, to listen to the words of the tzaddik. And Rabbein explains a whole order over there. Step one is, that all of Klal Yisrael has to receive from the tzaddik, Shehu Nekuda Klolius. He is a composite of all the Nekudais of all of Klal Yisrael. The term Nekuda literally means a dot, 
But here the term nekuda means to the good point, a, a good point. It's called a nekuda toiva. The tzaddik is a composite of all of the points of all of Klal Yisrael. After everyone has received from the tzaddik, then we have to go among each other and share our nekudas with each other. Because each and every person receives differently. Each and every person hears things not exactly the same as someone else. And it's important for each one of us to share what our perception is of Hashem, of the Torah, of Yiddishkeit. And in addition, a person has to shine into himself, into the Nakuda that's in his own heart. He has to speak... <coughs> And the words should go into his own heart. Because the way that a person turns on their light bulb, this oyer is through dibur, by speaking words of Torah, speaking words of tefillah. As the Pesach says, My mouth speaks chachma. Speaking to what? Speaking lahalev, speaking to my own heart. Shehu bechinas vav, the the heart is represented by the letter vav, <coughs> because the Gemaras there's a pasuk kosvam al luach libecha, inscribe the words of Torah on the tablets of your heart, and the Gemara tells us that the tablets were six by six, the luchos were six by six, so the heart is the vav, and the the chachma is that dot in the malupam. You have the vav and that little dot. A person's mouth, when they open their mouth, it's like round, like a dot, that kind of thing. That's the piyadaber chachmois, vegas libitvunois. Lalev shonis vo, bechines vohogais libitvunois, vechulu, etc. Rav Nosanzal is just giving us a very short version of what Rav Nosanzal explains there. Vayidei kolze, nizbatlin hacherpois hashoirin anhalev. And by doing all of this, the person will eliminate the shame the tumor, the klipos that rest on the heart of a person. Dehainu kol hataivos. This refers to all the wrong type of desires. Shehem ahavos hanefulim, which are the fallen ahavos. <coughs> a person is supposed to love Hashem, love the Torah, love doing the right thing. When that ahava falls, it falls into the wrong things. Kishom eitzel hanekuda. Because Rabbi Nezal explains there, by this nekuda, which is found in each and every single person, that's where this ahava digdusha is found. By that nekuda, by, by a person's neshama, by a person's soul. Nemtza, we conclude therefore, Shetzore kolechod ledaber im hatzadik, kedei lekabel oir hanekuda mehatzadik, shehi nekuda klolis. Each and every single Jew has to speak to the tzaddik in order to be able to receive that oyer hanekuda from the tzaddik. The tzaddik who is nekuda klolius, he's a composite of everyone. And in addition, people need to engage in conversation with their good friends. Because every single Jew has a unique nekuda, which is this aspect of tzaddik, the amech kulam tzaddikim. And each and every single one of us has to receive from the other one, and the other one has to receive from us. And in addition, each and every one of us has to speak directly to Hashem. And through that, the person receives their nekuda into, by speaking to Hashem, those words come back and enter into the person's heart. When a person's davening, whether it's Shachas Minchamarav, whether it's Tehillim, whether it's Hispoidus, if your ears are listening to what your mouth is saying, and if you're concentrating, the words are going into the heart. And again, this is one of these are the three components of Yiddishkeit, three major components of Yiddishkeit. Ayin Shom Kol Study chapter 34 in the Kutumran well, where Rabbeinazal expounds on all of this very, very clearly. Any questions?
we've uh, talked a few times about speaking to the tzaddik and, and davening to the tzaddik, things like that. Uh, 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 but being, uh, uh. Not, sorry, not davening to the tzaddik. There's, speaking to the tzaddik continues. Speaking to the tzaddik, can you clarify what's the difference? But y- yes, the answer is speaking. Do you daven to a doctor? Do you daven to a lawyer? Do you daven to your wife? No, you speak to a doctor, you speak to a lawyer, you speak to your wife, you speak to your child. I can speak to a tzaddik, a living tzaddik. I can tell him what's going on in my life, the challenges, the struggles, and ask him for his advice. And ask him to be mispowered for me. And, and ask him, you know, that's speaking. Davening, I daven to Hashem. You know, davening, the, the term tefillah, the term davening is a form of speaking, pleading for Hashem, who is the source, the original source of all Shefa. It's true that just like today, you go into a store <clears throat> to buy bread. You, you're, you're buying Berman's bread. <clears throat> Are you buying it from Berman's? Can you go into the Berman factory and buy bread there? You walk in there, they'll put you into the oven. No, you have to go to a store. Where does the store get the bread? From Berman's? No, they get it from a distributor. There are distributors, and those distrib- the factory sells to the distributor, and the distributor sends the food out, right? That's how it works down here. And again, we said before, Malchusa da'ara ken Malchusa da'rikir. The way things operate here are very often a reflection of how Hashem works. All Shefa originates from Hashem. Can you get it directly from Hashem? The answer is no. Oy, 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 put him in cherem. That's blasphemy. That's Buddhism. That's Shmudism. No, that's Chumash. That's Chumash and Rashi and Gemara and Tehillim. In the Chumash, Hashem said, Hashem said to Avimelech, don't, pray, don't talk to me. Go to Avram Avinu and ask him to pray for me. What kind of ridiculous thing is that? Could you imagine how silly that is? Hashem says to Avimelech, go ask Avram Avinu to be mispal for you, right? No, it's not silly. That's Breslov. That's authentic Judaism. Go to the tzaddik and ask him to be mispalel for you. Ask that, that yes. But we're, we're drawing a very fine line, a, draw, a very clear line between that the, the tzaddik will be seen. The tzaddik is a lawyer, an attorney, a representative, and he is the distributor. When Hashem sends the shefa down, he sends it via the tzaddik. Just like I, I heard, I, I don't remember what I heard from, I think I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Michal the famous Gemara, Hamispalel bad chaveroi, v'hut tzorech lo'isoi dovor, hunen If I need something, and my friend needs the same thing, and I daven for my friend to get what they need, then I will receive it first. So the question is why? What's the logic to that? The logic is simple. If I was the one that was mispalel, therefore when Hashem sends it to him, he doesn't send it to him directly. He sends it via me. I'm the pipe. It comes down to me, and from me it goes to that person. That's even ordinary people. Allah has come of a come if we're talking about tzaddikim. When we go to tzaddikim, when we start our Shemun Esrei, and we say, Elikei Avroham, Elikei Yitzchok, Elikei Yaakov, that I'm showing that I realize that I need their help, I need their intervention to intervene on my behalf. And just mentioning their name alone is a nuclear power. We find it again in the Chumash. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he prayed to Hashem, he prayed and prayed and prayed, and nothing happened. And then he said the magic words, Zechor le'Avraham le'Yitzchak le'Yaakov. Hashem, remember Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. The next Pasuk, right after that it says, Vayinochem Hashem al haroa shadibar Hashem submitted, and Hashem was consoled, and, and regretted, and canceled, the, the negative that he was going to, the harm that he was going to do to the Jewish people. Elianovi, the great Elianovi, who left the world alive. He was davening, he took on the Neviya Baal, challenged them. Zechor la'avram li'itzchok Magic, a fire came down from heaven, and the fire burned the carbon and the mizbeach, and the waterfalls. The fire ate up the waterfall. You know, all super miracle. So this tremendous stress... Now, because this is so delicate an issue, there are many rabbonim who say that it's also do not speak to the tzaddik at all 
when you're at a gravesite of a tzaddik, because because some people will turn that into praying to the tzaddik, or they'll do it in a form that's that's treif. It's a very delicate item, and, and, but rather speak only Tashem directly Tashem. Mention that I'm here now. I'm asking Hashem to help me in the zechus of this tzaddik, based on all the good deeds that this tzaddik did throughout his whole life with his merit. But there are other svarim that make it perfectly clear, perfectly clear, that a person goes to the kever of a tzaddik because we're asking, we want these mesim to intercede on our behalf. We want them to defend us. We want them to, to work on our behalf. <coughs> Anyone else? Question in the chat that was asked about Simcha, that, that Simcha, the, the real, real completion of Simcha is when it reaches down to the feet. There's a Pasuk, Liboy Nosa Esraglov, when the joy in a person's heart lifts up the person's feet to dance, it's Arab. That doesn't contradict the significance of the hands. Both the hands and feet are both independent, you know, powerful forms of expression of simcha. I remember my Rebbe, Rav Moshe Burstein, Zechon in his older years, when he was, I believe, 96, 97, 98, and it was hard for him to dance, to join the Rikid in the shul, he would sit, he would clap his hands. He would say, just because I can't dance doesn't mean I can't clap. Both of these are major, major expressions of simcha. And the speaking to the tzaddik, the way we accomplish it now, <coughs> is by, by going to the kever, uh, the, the kever of a tzaddik, at number one, and number two, number two, speaking to the students of a tzaddik. If there's a real, true student of a tzaddik, speaking to him is, is another form of speaking to the tzaddik. It's another link in the chain. I, I've mentioned this in the past, that in chapter 4 in Likut Yamaran, that's one of the places where Abenazal says, let me define his kashrus to the tzaddik. And he speaks about three things. He speaks about going to see the tzaddik, and he speaks about giving tzedakah to the tzaddik, and he speaks about confession in the presence of the tzaddik. And it's amazing, somebody, a family member of mine, mentioned this recently. We were in Uman together, I was shocked but I, I see that this really requires clear definition, that vidu idvarim, when Rabbi Nezal speaks about vidu idvarim bifnei Talmud Chacham, confession in the presence of a Talmud Chacham, I'm not confessing to the Talmud Chacham, I'm confessing to Hashem in the presence of the Talmud Chacham. That's what I'm doing, never to confuse that. Every, wishing everybody a wonderful day. Tomorrow is going to be Erev Shabbos Kodesh. We're headed towards this Shabbos is going to be, a, I believe, Parshas Bahar Bechu Koisai, a Siyam. We're making a Siyam on Chumash Vayikra, and we're getting closer to Shavuos, Tamat and Torosh, to all the Yeshuas and Rafuas that we need, especially the Gula Shleimah, Amen, Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi Nassim. Rabbi, Yes, sorry, just to please ask about. Um, so it's not okay to speak to the tzaddik when when not at the kever of the tzaddik. The answer is I I I I didn't really hear that or see that from my rebbe's. I've heard people talking about that. I didn't see my rebbe's do it so much. I, that doesn't mean they didn't do it in private, because again these are very delicate things. Very delicate things. I know that today, in, among the Balichuvin in Breslev, sometimes these things have become very popular. You know, sometimes, very often, the Hashem word isn't mentioned that often, you know? And it's, it's, it's the Rebbe, the, it's all, only the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, period. And it seems to me that that's not, it's not 100% the best and safest way. And You've also mentioned uh, in the past about going to the Kever of a Tzaddik and that all the Kever Tzaddikim are connected somehow that you can, like, I forget exactly what it was given. Yeah. Like, a concept of, going to, uh, we find by Rabbi Nizal, that when Rabbi Nizal couldn't get to the Baal Shem Tov, he went to a different Tzaddik 
a different tzaddik's kever and made him a shliach to go to the Baal, to take my tefillah to the Baal Shem Tov. But still, again, I'm not praying. I'm sending a package. I have a package here. The package is my tefillah. I'm being mispalel at the kever of a tzaddik. I'm asking that tzaddik, please take this package, deliver it to the Baal Shem Tov, so that he will deliver it to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he'll present it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on my behalf. So there is such a concept. I remember hearing this from my Rebbe, Rebbe Michal Zuchanavrocha, that, that, let's say, here again, a doctor, a person has their family doctor, the doctor that knows them for 20 years. My file, my file is by this doctor. Today, everything is online and shared. And, but once upon a time when the world was normal, my whole tick was, my, my whole file was by my doctor. When I had to go to a different doctor for something, it was important that that doctor be in touch with my doctor, you know. So Rabbi Michal would say, let's say, when he went to Miron, to Rabbi Shemarichoy Zalo, to the Samapela, he would be mispalo there, that they should give over my, my bakoshes, my tik, to my doctor, to my Rebbe, to my Rebbe, who's most familiar with my file. He knows my file better than anyone else, and I'm, I'm asking that it be given over to him, that he be informed about it, so that he can be misspelled for me, so that he can do whatever he can to help me. Thank you very much. Sure. All the best.